You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We've got the kiln fired up. We've got the furnace prepped. We're about to unsheath the laser fire of Tyra. Yes, Rizcha Daraisa is coming your way. But first, as the war in Eretz Yisrael continues, Jews worldwide continue to show remarkable support. Soldiers stand on the front lines. Volunteers tirelessly deliver food, tzitzis, and morale to the troops. Civilians do their utmost to maintain everyday life. For many mothers, some of whom are alone due to their husband's absence in the war, the challenge lies in keeping their children well-fed, rested, and engaged. This is particularly demanding, as many children are unable to attend school due to the ongoing conflict. To address this need, Shazak.com offers hours of on-demand kosher Torah edutainment. Shazak is a Parsha and holiday website subscription with over 1,600 Torah webpages, cherished and used by thousands of Jewish kids worldwide. It's been a challenge having the kids at home all day, shares Mrs. Bergan, a mother of six in Ashkelon. Shazak has been a game-changer. The coloring sheets, the videos, the Parsha insights... Quizzes and jokes have become the centerpiece of our week and an excellent way to learn the Parsha. In further support of Israel's children, Shazak has extended its membership to anyone in Eretz Yisrael at a 40% recurring discount. You could even sponsor a relative or friend living in Eretz Yisrael. To join Shazak, which has been endorsed by rabbinic authorities, visit shazak.com. S-H-A-Z-A-K com and remember to use the coupon code all one word we live in Israel during checkout that's coupon code we live in Israel and now Rishadaraisa coming your way get ready if it's Arab Shabbos Kodesh this must be Rishadaraisa I'm here with Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Bechofer and I can't say, Rabbi Yosef, that I'm feeling in any sort of sweet, wonderful mood, especially considering the events of the last couple of days. Let's start with the rally. We mentioned this last week. I asked Rabbi Yosef, Rechiv to go? Should a person go? Should he make a cheshben anefesh to go if he's in kale? Well, it was interesting that when I spoke with Rabbi Yosef last week, I had not read carefully the Agudas' announcement about the rally. They never really said, we encourage people to go. It was written in such a mealy-mouthed sort of way. It was like, because we've been meyayats with the Rabbonim. I don't know who they're meyayats with, exactly, even with the super gedolim, with the, that in the spirit of Shtadlonis, that this is something that that we at least can say that we are going to tell people about it. There was never a firm directive that we hold everybody who should go if they're able to go. That never was there. It was like they wanted to make sure that they were not the ones that were on the outs had it turned out positively, or even whatever it was going to be. Obviously, the OU was making the rally into something major, but OU had their, at least their advertising together in terms of their messaging. They said, 
pray and daven and then sh- come come tomorrow. The Aguda did call for for Tfilos, and they were all for Tainesim. But when it came to the rally, they were sort of saying, okay, we're going to tell you about it, and here's a place where you can get information about it. Seemingly, you know, if 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 you don't read it like a Lamdan, you seem to be saying, well, Aguda is behind it. Then what happened was that the as the rally was put together, I guess, in about a week's time, maybe a little bit more or less, uh, they came out with the speaker list of the rally. They came out with the who was going to speak at what time, what it was going to be about. And then we had the pullout. We had the pullout of four of the uh, original people who are part of the of the the, the Mayetzes, uh where they where they said whatever now that we see what is the agenda this is not something that the yore dvar hashem should be mishtatef in it's clear that this is something that benetira especially should not have taken part in uh, revarin feldman who we'll get to later for some other stuff wrote that that it was not what he was promised and he therefore says people should not attend the rally whoever was. There was an interesting little Ahisof, I think, from Ravelli Brudny that said that if somebody was already planning to go, already had made uh, a number of efforts of going, he uses the Lushen from the Gemara and Zvachim, of course, the Kivid Sha'ola Leorad, I guess that once you have the 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 carbon that was Nizbach, that goes on to the Mizbeach, that once it goes on to the Mizbeach with Haktara, that we don't necessarily take it off. But if you haven't yet made commitments, then this is something that you should pull out of. Clearly, there was a a a, a sense that this was a lehi darke Hashem. I should tell you that even the night before the rally, uh, you sent me a video, and it sounded like Ramitzak Srotskin was also suffering from the same thing I was, because he wasn't exactly uh, dressed so regally in this in this video, and he sort of was like going our off for about uh, fifteen minutes of how uh, the rally was the most terrible thing he can think of. It was the it was the opposite of of what the Rebbeinu Show wants. It was actually a it's it's exactly what God hates. It's against the whole message of 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 what the the terrible ritzichas meant. The whole ritzichas were meant for us to recognize the she'enoin milvadei, and that all there is is the rabbi Shalom and ishtadlus doesn't mean anything, etc. Uh, uh, any rallies that we can make, being especially if you're being mishtatif with with people who aren't from now this was before Rav Srotskin had his his screed out there before any of the uh, information came out who was going to be speaking and how the speaking was going to happen so Ravitsa Srotskin would, would give him props for at least being you know screaming against it from the beginning I, I really thought again I saw his first and I thought it was completely Tone deaf. I mean, it was you know the idea that that the rabbinic somehow this is a hachosha and ashkocha protis, and that if we make hishtadlus like people have made through a dayre dayre, somehow the abarbanel is also uh, you know a person doesn't believe in ashkocha protis, and uh, the, what about all the chamisha zekenim, the times of the tanoim who Reb Gamliel who was constantly going to Rome. 
to be mishtado? Like, what did he think? Like, was that also like when all the xayers were coming from Malchus Edoim that Nebuch, the Tanoyim were suffering from? So making ishtados there was also usher. Like, that was also a uh, a sign that they didn't believe that the Rebbeinu Shalom was in charge of the world. I really don't know what Rabbi Tzorotskin wanted. These five rabbis, these five rabbis, and Rabbi Tzorotskin who made these uh, the, these recording and the, the and the the letter. They, they uh, are superseded, I think, Baruch Hashem, by the lower echelons who realize that this is an old, an old and no longer relevant perspective in a time of Muhammad. You can fight these fights and have these silly arguments about whether this is the Tachlis Akashus or Kashus the Mahadrin or this, that, the other thing at some other time. And, but especially, especially, because Rabbi Sorotkin didn't mention the army. He didn't mention the war. He didn't mention that people are fighting for Amnesty. He didn't mention the Sapkana, I think, except in a general way. He just said it on a rant. You said before, I mentioned how Gedoyle Yisrael have always been uh, being Mishtado. You said it wasn't done publicly. It still goes against what Rostrotskin. So let's let's put Rostrotskin at least on, on the extreme. Then you have people like Veli Brudny and Aaron Feldman who in, in, in other ways have been a little bit more uh, normal, have been a little bit more understanding, have argued in other ways for interaction with the world and understanding. I mean, Ellie Brudney was one of the uh, stalwarts for coming to terms with Black anger against Jews before COVID, you might remember. And here he's sort of like, again, you know, just sort of like a, a reed in the wind. The truth is, though, you know, the the program itself, which this is one of the reasons why they told people to pull out. I don't know how many people did not come. Clearly, there was a lot of Shem Reiter mitzvahs who came. Uh, I saw a lot of uh, yarmulkes. I saw people in hats, people in jackets. I saw a base and I guess at that same lectern where, or at least in that same spot where later, you know, we would get uh, Pastor John Hagee and many others, uh, eventually that was the spot hours earlier that served as the ad hoc Malcolm Tfila. So there was davening there. It was a beautiful morning. You could see the sunlight. So I guess, you know, there was clearly, that was obviously Shemek Taylor Mitzvahs, people who cared. However, the agenda did not include a rabbinical representation of any kind. Excellent. It was fantastic. The, not, the fact they didn't put rabbis there is brilliant because they would have put an Orthodox rabbi, they might have put a conservative rabbi, a reconstructionist rabbi, but who knows what rabbi. It was totally bereft of any religious symbols of different strings of Judaism. And that was absolutely brilliant. And it doesn't matter even what the speakers said. They could have gone up and said, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter. It was the fact that 300,000 Jews came there and that Adarabah made the Russian yeshiva look silly. It was basically a kid show. It was basically the, the, the presenters, the sort of like the MCs, like at the Oscars, the people who were sort of like running the show were children. And most of the children it's came wonderful. from either conservative, a lot of USY kids, uh, there were there was a, 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 a particularly moving child uh, from North Carolina who said he started wearing his yarmulke on October seventh. He hasn't taken it off. I thought that was very wonderful. But generally, there there was not an attempt to include or have have a kid from a yeshiva background. If the 
the organizers wanted inclusivity, there should have at least been a face of one of the Orthodox. There was not. That's not my. So my wife told me that. My wife told me there's a Mrs. B, Michal Bitonis spoke was Orthodox. But why not have a kid? Okay, or a Yaakov girl or something. They didn't have that. I don't know. It's a small. Okay, it's a tiny. No, 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 no. It's less. It's it's it means something. No, it doesn't mean anything. It's nice to, the program is tougher. Yes, maybe they could have had a better program. Of course, they could have had a better program. So what? What does that have to do with anything? So next time you organize it. So what? Who cares? Especially since so much, so many of the numbers were people with yarmulkes, people with jackets, people who were shamer mitzvahs. Put some of them up there. That was something which I think probably upset these uh, members of the Aguda. But I think it was more than that. No, oh, that's not what it said. Give me a break. That you know darn well. That's not what it said. I know, I know. I said, but the real thing was they did not want to have a place where people B'nai Tyre should sit there and hear from Hollywood actors. And no, actresses. that's not it either. Come on, it's being mishtat if you're showing. You don't. That's exactly what they said. It's exactly what Rabbi Srotskin said. That was Srotskin. Okay, and the other ones. You think it's any different? You think Rabbi Rabbi Meir Cutler was had anything else in mind? Okay, let's take a look. Why don't you open up that letter again? He says, it's not, it says that nobody was a chorated bar Hashem should participate, God fearing should participate in this general assembly, which, whose founders and whose participants are not from true believers of Israel. And it's known that our great rabbis gave us a Messorah that they warned us not to participate together with circles and groups which are distant from the derech of, of uh, Torah and Messorah, especially after they, they publicized the, the order of the Satseres. And it's known that the Rosh Hashem are a mixture of people that whole essence is against Torah and here and Sneus. It's Pashur Adover that we have to distance ourselves and not to participate at, ho- or, or at all. And go in the derech of Lobachayim Lobachim Bruchim Hashem Swapos by being Marbet Torah Tfila, each person in his place. And to, to, to enhance ones that we're going to be talking about Kodesh Baruch Hu, and to do tshuva al nidi l'baveni. And then he gave a great thanks to the Medina Shulchan of America. Right, yeah. So the, the last paragraph has to make sure that don't uh, interpret this pullout as if we don't appreciate the support, the unprecedented support that the Biden White House and the Congress on both sides of the aisle uh, have shown in support of Medina Yisrael at this juncture. So they want to, they want to cover themselves. On the other hand, they're saying that these are, do they call them Rishoyim? No. They say people, they say that they are people who don't really in any way embody what Torah and Sneus is. They don't call them Rishoyim. They, they stopped before saying we can't have sheet of Pula with Rishoyim. Right, uh, and and I saw your one of your 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 friends mentioned that this was an idea of Oisa Maisa Amcha that they're not really part of Klal Yisrael. I think one of your one of your uh, chaverim uh, mentioned that he felt this was part of a, a greater Hashkafa question 
as to whenever you have somebody who is from who's Jewish but is part of this type of mindset, do we say that they are they are amcha and we don't treat them like I don't think I'm gonna go that far. I think what this was about was we weren't given a role. No, it's not about they, they wouldn't want a role. You think I'm gonna feel we want to get up on the stage there? What was Aaron Feldman promised that he that that was now taken away? What did Aaron Feldman mean when he Aaron Feldman mean when he said the promise was not kept? I have no idea. I don't think there was any promise made, which I'm aware of. I mentioned to you before a couple of times. You said it's a moot point, and as I said to you later, yeah. that had Jonathan Sachs Oliver Shalom lived, he would have spoken. I don't know if he would have. Would have. What's the difference? Who cares? What difference does it make? Rabbi Margaretten from Cleveland, who's an Ari Soul alumnus, you, you know, I'm sure, he went out, he put, there's a, a recording of his going around, which he says that in 1967, Rav Ruderman, the whole yeshiva went down to, uh, to Washington, D.C. in the same type of a sifa, and probably was even less room back then, and they all participated because it was that soul of Tais. The real Gedolim, who we had in previous generations, understood in a sort of unprecedented uh, magnitude, it doesn't matter who the speakers are. It doesn't matter who's on the bummer. It matters that Amisrol is there. And the contrary, the fact that there were so many from people in the audience was a tremendous kiddush Hashem. 2023 is not 1967. In this period of history, having a soundbite, having three or four sentences, five sentences, of inspired clarity and ideas suffused with true Torah, biblical, beautiful ideas. This was something that was sorely missing. All I can tell you was I can imagine why they felt that they were shunted out. They should have gotten involved no, earlier. That, that's not the reason. You know that's not the reason. It's because it would be against the, the rigid doctrine of separatism. Yes, so if 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 you're right, then what was going? What was the waffling? What was the waffling that was happening in the beginning? Well, it's very simple. There are two factions in that Gura. There's the Peleg faction, and then there's the non-Peleg faction. And the Peleg faction, which is led by Rabbi Feldman and Rabbi Cutler, and I'm surprised who wasn't there, Rabbi Bachtvogel, they decided to come out after uh, just in time, so to speak, with their istaygut. You know, you have a captive audience. You have the people looking. Again, you need to have something like Martin Luther King. You need to have, you need to have someone who could capture those words that would be etched forever. It's not me or you, but maybe, maybe you could. <laughs> I'm gonna, who knows? Mayor Soloveitchik. He's a rabbi. Then they would have to bring other rabbis up. Good. No, not good. Even worse. The only reason Jonathan Sachs comes to mind is because he transcended perhaps the boundaries of the, uh, that sex. Even that I'm not sure about. But you definitely have to have other with him, not a rabbi. All I can tell you is, is that a friend, a friend of mine, uh, he told me that from he felt it was a tremendous waste of time in Chil Hashem. That's what a friend of mine said. Yeah, it's called Chil Hashem. It, your friend is nice. I think you should get new friends. Again, I'll, I'll mention again. I think the Maccabees 
you know, were sort of like the, uh, they were, they were sort of intro and with a little bit of musical interludes, which wasn't the case in 67. The world has changed. That's why you're so narish, Beckhoffer, bringing up what was true in 42 or 43. This is a different world. Everything is very much media centered. Everything is on video and you can watch it right afterwards. The whole Welt is Anders. We all know that. So this idea that, oh, well, it wasn't like that. All the Rabonim showed up. It's like Margaret. And look, the point is things are different. And if we, if there would have been uh, a soundbite, there would have been something, a Dvar Hisoderus from a Rav, I think it would have made a difference. And there was not. To see Chuck Schumer be the the, the He actually cheerleader. spoke very well, Chuck Schumer. He was spoke well, the Speaker of the House spoke well. Well, I, listen, I was watching him at 1.75 speed. So again, what did he say? That we're with, we're with, the, we're with the Jews. Whatever has to be said. That's all that has to be said. So that's not speaking well. The power of speech was meant to elevate not yeah, just but the they parents. don't have speakers like that unless they don't, there are no speakers like that. Forget. It. Yes, you need you need Jesse Jackson for that. We, Jesse, I don't think they wanted Jesse Jackson to speak at there. Jesse Jackson would keep hope alive. He would be a great speaker. Martin Luther King, if he was alive, would also be a great speaker. We don't have people like that. Let me let me read you something from a commenter on my Facebook group. Those who told people not clear, not to go clearly have no understanding of. Knosis kol yudim ki ish echad, leib echad, of kal kamser bar kamser chor b'yushalayim either. To them, protecting their fiefs from I don't know what from was more important than showing all Jews that we are one. You want to be a Makar people, show them that you are one with them. You don't accomplish anything by avoiding them. The entire face of American Jewry could have changed on Tuesday. And I'm sure there's a lot of positive change. But those who said that Haredim should go will forever be responsible for it, that it isn't changing more. Can you imagine if 20,000 people from Lakewood would have been there with black hats and non-lace top shaitos and simply saying hello to others? I will add that there was one thing in common among all the Jewish people who came on Tuesday. Every single one of them cared about the fact that they are Jewish. Imagine if Hashem, we would have shown in greater numbers how much we respect that. It is so easy to dismiss the not from much harder apparently to realize that when we meet them where they are, they are likely to come closer. I'm sorry if I offended anyone, if I, anyone's offended. I'm speaking, that I'm speaking at the decision of Veres Gedolim in their Das Torah, that they are being careful to fill the Puskin Yeshaya of Meshiv Chachomim Achor Vedatoim Yisachel. And I'm sorry if I came across angry. I am. That was eloquent. He should have spoken at the, at, possibly, at the, and I'm sure they could have found it. I also want to mention before I get to the uh, anonymous blogger. Barrel Wine was interviewed, and what Barrel Wine said was the people from Lakewood who didn't go was because they don't believe, they believe that they are safe from the anti-Semitic uh, uh, up, upsurge and that somehow God will protect them. And they don't realize. Barrel Wine took out the Holocaust card. Mistake. That was the wrong thing. It was wrong to roll out the Holocaust. It was wrong. Yes. Look, I would say your Barrel Wine's schools are quite, quite impressive, but he has he has lost it, okay? Barrel wine is Nishtazel the Barrel Wine, and you can see from this thing. I don't know what's doing through Yitzchostrotskin, but Barrel Wine clearly has gone a little bit farther than a person of great rationality will. I just want to mention before we speak about Feldman, Feldman this comment which I love from the blogger, the OU with all Daf is bringing millions to learn Daf Yoimi. 
<laughs> I love this line. And the Aguda is making millions off of the Siyum of Dafyaymi. That's great. They make millions off of the Siyum, but what are they doing in terms of helping people learn the Dafyaymi other than creating these big Siyum and making millions of dollars? Yes, all that cynicism is deserved. Aaron Feldman was asked about, is it proper for kids to write the soldiers? And this shocked me because I have spoken of Aaron Feldman a number of times. I've had good conversations with him. He was never my Rosh Hashiva. I didn't find him this, 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 you know, this total unreasonable person. But in this recording, he's allowed people to hear him say that it's wrong for kids to write letters to soldiers even during this period. And the reason is, is because it's going to lead to a idolizing of the soldiers and the Israeli army, and it's something that should be totally avoided. He said something else before that. He said that it's not going to help. The soldiers in the field don't fight better if they get letters, which, which is obvious, which uh, many people already have said is not true at all. I did not know that, as a matter of fact, but... People said that the letters helped them immensely. Soldiers have said this. My, my friend John Kroll, who went to Eretz Yisrael a couple of weeks ago for a day and a half, carrying caches of caches of letters, and the soldiers were so happy to receive them. You sent me a recording just a couple of minutes ago with a soldier who keeps it close to his heart. Uh, this is really something which I, I cannot understand. But the reason he didn't want, that wasn't the main reason he didn't want them to send letters. We know that. The main reason was that because somehow this glorifies, this gives too much schus to the Medina's sahal. And, and this is something which, which for the life of me, someone of such intelligence, someone who has dealt with the secular world, maybe not not when he was in Yerushalayim, but has dealt with the secular world over the last 25 years, 30 years, who grew up with that secular world, doesn't he understand the the lives of these Jewish children, meaning the soldiers? These kids, these fresh-faced kids, how important it is to keep up their morale, how important it is to create a bond between them, it, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And these type of statements are so ugly, terrible. Uh, he said more than that. He said also that, um, that the, if you have a choice of davening for a soldier or davening for somebody who's sitting and learning in Kailo, Shiva Bacher, you should daven for the person who's learning and sitting in Kailo because that is not because you don't want to glorify the army, which is the most shocking thing he actually said. Right, right. This I must have blocked that out of my mind because it's so terrible. And and again, this is the articulate English speaking spokesman for the Mayetzes Kadeliatera. It, it really is, is is shocking. Shocking. The the lives that are being put on the line, Carbonois, it's terrible to say. I I have to tell you that the indicator of of of, of a cancer, which is really keferlach, if it's so if it's so deep entombed in within us that that Rabbanim and Talmid Chachamim Rosh Hashivas supposedly are saying that, what what does it really indicate? What does it really indicate, Rabbi Yosef? Something that is something that is, I think, it's it's so disheartening. 
it's not even fringe. I mentioned to you before that I got ill this week. And I think one of the things my doctor confirmed me that pushed me over was having read, and I don't want to go through all the protein, but I read something that was printed out and circulated in a shul not far from my house from the Toldus Arnerebbe that compared the Yishma'elim with the soldiers of the Medina that was head by the Erevrav, whose heads are, are Rishoyim in a similar way that they want to destroy the Ruchnias. And of course, I, 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 I picked up these, these pages. And, and, and my problem was, I went over to the Gabai of the Bismedrish, and I said to him, this is not the pl- time that these things should be circulating. These things should not be found in the Bismedrish now. Whether it's it's an interesting thing to have to argue to discuss at a different time, but not now. When when Yiddish Kinder, when these soldiers who have left their homes, parents of young children, parents of older children who are out there risking their lives, Nebuch getting injured, not coming home, to to be able to to actually have these statements be prevalent. It is such a it is such a kitrug on Klausro, I believe. And even if you're not a radical Toldus Adernik or Turikartanik, still say how wrong it is to extol or give comfort or give chizik or to Davin for a soldier who's who's out there being Moiser Nefesh who, who, who for, for Klausro. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? I don't know. I have no. I, I wish I could give you a pithy Rishra Daraisa type of response. Now, again, we. I think we we can disagree whether this was a great Kiddush Hashem or not. But I, I, I think this is something that, as this Mohama continues, there needs to be a, a, an awakening in the Torah Velt of what it means to be Moiser Nefesh, what it means to to live the life. In Eretz Yisrael of a chayal, what does it mean to to lose someone? This is something that that this this needs to to penetrate as deep as possible into the veins and consciousness of every thinking from Jew, and they need to reach out. And whether their kids write letters or not, they have to do whatever they can. Uh, and, and think about do about supporting in, in a seichel dika way. I want to add something. Partial response to Rabbi Feldman, although not a full response. Just like you said before, although I don't, I didn't understand what you were saying. That sixty-seven is not two thousand. Ninety-seven is not two thousand twenty-three. In another way, ninety-seven is not two thousand twenty-three. In that, the average soldier who's going into battle today is a maimon, and certainly expresses emuna when they go into battle and davens and appreciates the Tehillim and appreciates the Trilos and uh, uh, sings songs like Kolom Kulo Geshet Sarma Od and the idea that to, to daven for these soldiers who are Malay emuna and even they're not from they still have emuna and that's why they go uh, what, what they go into battle for and they still appreciate to the, that team, and they appreciate the people giving them tzitzis. 200,000 pairs of tzitzis were ordered for the army. It's more than half the army. So Rabbi Feldman is stuck. Probably not in 1967. He's stuck in 1948. 
He's stuck in a time of history which is gone and past. And not only is it not relevant, it's harmful because it's mistaken understanding of the way Israeli society is comprised today. Which means that there has to be a an intense satisfaction that you have a community that embraces strongly traditionalist values without necessarily adherence. That itself is a madrega, and, there, and that maybe we need a Rav Cook or a Jonathan Sachs to give a gushpanka to. If through these events, it's not going to be what Rav Gifter said post-67, that there would be a tshuva shlema, but a tshuva bemiktsas, a, tr- a traditionalist tshuva, a fact that there's going to be sort of like a, a even a, 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 a shmiras ha-mitzvah's light. I want to put down this word. Um, there was this woman whose, whose, whose daughter was not released because they freed her. The day before, she made Afrosha's challah and was recorded, and she did, you know, with Bechiba Tachanunim and covered her hair. And the next day, when her daughter came home, she was dressed just like a regular chilonit. But the woman who had the, uh, the Rachel from Ofakim, the one that was now famous for giving the terrorists cookies, she looks also chilonit. But she said, attributed everything to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's, it's, this is not the Zionist, this is a, 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 a cadre of leaders who are living in the world of perfidy. And that world of perfidy doesn't exist anymore. And part of it is the fact that there's a boutique select aspect of Yiddishkeit that 2023 has. And if if there's enough of a commonality that, like you say, there will be selective acts of Afrashoschala, there will be acts of of basic emuna and yadus, then that itself is is quite is like is is such a tremendous hysteris of tshuva that you have to say that what's going to be built on that is something even more magnificent because there's everything that's what kima kima means. I think Rabbi Kalisher and his Gan Eden is probably nodding his head and saying, "Yeah, no, you know what? You guys might be right." It's not necessarily getting the base on Mikdosh built or the Mizbeach built, but the Dargas of Chuva are Kimma Kimma. That this is that this is Shlav one, and it's a very major Shlav, because that already <laughs> makes you a Maimon and the Kore Adas. Okay, Shmir Shabbos, we'll get there. <laughs> Kashrus Lagamri, we'll get there. But yes, the fact- and I have, even the people who are killed at the, you know, about to be killed at the at- Party, the Nova Party, which of course was not Shomer Shabbos, terrible in many ways, perhaps from our from our perspective. When they thought they were going to die, they said Shema Yisrael. But Baron Feldman, I don't think he's machshit this. This is why, again, there is a, a the blind spot of the leadership is apparent, and I think it's going to there's going to be these type of embarrassing glitches continuing. Of course, we'll always be there to notice them, <laughs> to point them out, and to make sure that uh, they get the maximum coverage. And, and, and perhaps no other place will you find them as passionately described than here on Rizcha Daraisa. Take care, everybody. We'll see you later. Be well. Hopefully a better week. Take care, everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please take a moment to share this or any of the many episodes available on our platform with friends in order to help grow our community. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.